Inverse Genius Episode 41, Fortnightly, 11 Feet of Puppets. In this episode of Fortnightly, Bruce, Rocky, and Brian wander over from the Party Game Cast to talk about things like puppets, and Black Desert Mobile, and online escape rooms. Hey, do you know you can go over to podpledge.com and search for Inverse Genius and you'll see our Podpledge page. All that money goes to help support the ongoing podcasting talks. We truly appreciate it. Thanks. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Inverse Genius's Fortnightly. Uh, all of the normal people that would be here to help you are gone. None of the adults are in the room. And I am Bruce Vogue. I am your host for this particular episode, your guide as we go down the rivers of Fortnightly. Uh, may I will have to figure out a name for what that river is called. But joining me, uh, because essentially this is a party game cast takeover, uh, let me first introduce uh, to my left, Rocky. I brought snacks. Nice. I mean, I, it's what we do. You can't go anywhere and not have snacks. Right. There's mm-hmm. no way we could possibly do a show and not talk about snacks, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. We're, <laughs> we're, we're, yeah, we're, I don't, we're, we're not going to talk about snacks. Yeah. Mm. Oh, well. <laughs> well, we did. That counted as talking about snacks. There we go. That means we can write this <laughs> whole uh, lunch off as an expense. That's great. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> also joining us. Uh, our third member of the fortnightly panel uh, for today, for tonight, for whenever you're listening to this, it's Brian. What's up? Nothing, nothing much, Brian. Uh, I felt like I was very upbeat for the intro. <laughs> you were. And, and then I feel like you just, I don't feel like you came any, you didn't come to my energy. I, who can really match your energy, Bruce? Honestly, Seriously. That's, like that's a really high bar for everyone else to clear. I, I suppose that's true. It, had we had snacks, would that have helped? Um, if I had to watch you eat snacks through Zoom while I didn't have any myself, no, that would well, not have helped. Well, no, that's not why we're, no. <laughs> Obviously, uh, and we're not going to do snacks if we don't have enough for the class. No, and you can't. this is not our snack show. Uh, well, our snack show is the Party Gamecast featuring the Party Gamecast, a podcast about party games and games take the parties, uh, but also snacks. We never put it in the name. What's a, it's already pretty wordy. It's very wordy. Yeah, but at that point, snacks. why not just keep going? It, you know, I know at some point Flip Flory with one of his shows had a longer title than we ever had, so maybe we should come back and try to try to reclaim that. <laughs> see wow. if there's a character limit on uh, some of these podcast hosting Yeah, sites. see if like po- Pod Feeder Infinity or whatever has a, a length. <laughs> yeah, it's like a tweet. You can't only be so long. Too true. Too true. So, you know what we do here on Fortnightly. You, in theory, have listened before because I can't imagine uh, you were just like, oh, the Party Gamecast is on. I'll listen to that one episode. No. Nope. Uh, but if for <laughs> some reason that is how you worked, first of all, thank you so much. Uh, secondly, this is the show where we tell you about something we've been interested in the past couple of weeks. We let you know a little bit about it. Hopefully, enough that if you like the sound of it, you are interested in it as well. Uh, so, I'm going to start with you, Rocky. Tell me what is it you would love to share with these uh, fine folks listening today. Hello. I would like to share with you a thing called 11 foot eight. What, what in the, what in the actual hell? I was waiting. I was waiting for somebody to be like, pardon me. What, what does that, what does that mean? I, I assume that's a, that's either a height or a width. That's a measurement. 
that is a height. Okay. Uh, so 11 foot eight is a uh, a train overpass, a bridge uh, also known as the can opener bridge <laughs> in <laughs> North Carolina. Uh, there's a website, 11foot8.com. They have a YouTube channel, 11foot8. Um, it is, as you imagine, 11 feet and 8 inches high. Uh, the problem with this is that no matter how many warnings there are beforehand or uh, steel bars protecting said overpass, uh, people try and drive underneath it all the time that are too tall. So, and- <laughs> so why is it called the can opener bridge? Oh. Very specifically. <laughs> <laughs> oh well you see if you have a box truck and uh you're too tall and you try and go under it it just rips the whole top off of the truck <laughs> it's wow. amazing yes so um full disclosure uh this isn't a, like a new thing for me i've been watching these videos for years because it's just such instant karma of like well that rule doesn't apply to me oh no it did it <laughs> but um so they've tried a lot of different warning methods before this bridge. Like all the rental truck places in this town say, hey, don't take this road or else you're going to break our truck. Oh, you took that road and you broke our truck. Great. Uh, uh, so they've tried just steel beams in front of it. They've tried flashing lights that say overheight must turn. Uh, more recently, they put in a traffic light that turns red and a big light up sign says over height must turn and it stays red for extra long because it knows you're over height and it makes you stare at the sign and that didn't matter <laughs> wow so then yes. here's the question here's the important one mm-hmm. why is that height why not just make it higher clearly it's a problem oh good thing you ask first so uh actually i and the whole internet was worried that we would lose these sweet sweet 11 foot 8 videos because eventually they did raise this bridge by another eight inches because it's train tracks so it took some some serious engineering they had to lift up the sides and lift up the whole bridge and make sure the trains aren't running because that would be a whole different video and uh, (laughs) uh so now it's it's technically 11 foot 8 plus 8 (laughs) <laughs> it's how they've branded themselves. And uh, luckily for me, that still doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> there are still trucks that get the whole top ripped off. Or there was one the other day that just got stuck completely underneath it. <laughs> he couldn't wow. go forward and he couldn't go backwards. He was just very stuck. It's, it's very satisfying. It's just instant comeuppance. It's pretty great. Nice. Yeah. So I'm going to ask, because I think you're looking at it now, where can everybody find this? Uh, 11foot8.com or on YouTube, just search for 11foot8. And I will say, as a person that watches these with you, that uh, (laughs) the old videos were even more satisfying because they would take like 14 inches off the top of a (laughs) truck. (laughs) Or uh, if you had an RV, all of your air conditioners would just pop off. You had no more air conditioners. No, uh, no, there was one where just the whole top came off and the sides kind of just flopped open of this this box truck. <laughs> yeah, it, it was pretty great. Even now, what appears to be happening on some of these, and we saw some the other day, is that the box truck might even be 11 foot eight plus eight, but maybe like the tires are pumped too tall. Yeah, so it's close <laughs> and exciting, but it just goes whoosh, and just shaves off the top. 
the entire like yeah. and shaves off the entire top like you used to have a box truck and now you have an open box truck appropriate for i don't know a 12 foot long cat <laughs> <laughs> yes even with the steel beam they have in front of it to catch people first doesn't matter people will just plow right through that have uh, part of the top taken off by that and then still get stuck under the bridge god zooks <sighs> yeah it is a heck of a thing. They do also have the YouTube channel. If you just put in uh, 11 foot eight, you'll probably find it. And we're not oh, yeah. responsible for anything else you happen to find. Or <laughs> anything else you plan to do that day, uh, because you're going to be watching these videos for all of it. It's it's pretty great. If you like just satisfying destruction, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. this is Who it. Who does? Yeah. Fools, Brian. Absolute fools. Uh so we're, let's move on to you, Brian. What what has been the thing that's been exciting you uh, for the past couple of weeks slash on uh, the last four years or whatever? Funny you should say four years, actually. Right? Um, so there's a game I've been playing. It's called Black Desert Mobile. Um, it's a full MMO, but you get it on your phone or tablet. It doesn't actually run on a computer. Okay. Uh, which is pretty neat, you know, because you used to have to be stuck at a computer to play these kind of games because they were so elaborate, but now you can just kind of play it wherever, which is already pretty cool. That's why I've been playing it for so long. Okay. Um, they just came out with a new class this week. It's called a Kunoichi, which is a lady ninja. That's just okay. the word for a female ninja. Okay. Um, and they're super fun. I mean, they're ninjas. They're totally sweet. They flip out and cut off heads, <laughs> you know, all that. Um, but no, it's it's they, it's a really fun game for that reason because they keep coming out with all these new classes. Um, they're up to, I think, 16 at this point. Wow. Um, the game's been out on mobile for uh, since December 2019. And okay. there was a PC game that's out, just hit its five-year anniversary that I played for years before this. Um, and this is They're basically porting all of the PC game onto the mobile month by month. So there's tons of content on it. Um, the graphics are really crazy, like especially on the new Ninja class. Like, okay. Uh, half of her moves she just like disappears in a puff of smoke and it's just slashes of uh of weapons and and throwing stars out of nowhere and then you die and nice. you know, the other the thing you attack died um you know she's even got one where she like disappears in a puff of smoke and goes invisible and just like drops a log where she used to be and runs away for some reason <laughs> i don't know why there's a log i think it's a somebody said it might be a reference to like an anime i have not seen okay maybe um, but is, there's just fun stuff like that in there um, the, to make it interesting and, and kind of like it's a little tongue in cheek at times and sometimes it takes it seriously, but it's not like it's not all cartoony like some, you know, like your Candy Crushes or your, you know, other phone games sometimes are. It does have realistic looking graphics, but it's still it's a game and it's silly at times. You know, there's there's non-human creatures running around that are all it's a fantasy type game. So you're, you're using magic and spells and killing orcs and things. So, so then I don't MMO, so help me. Why? Uh, if any of that sounded fun to you, then that's why. And if it doesn't, then I don't know. It's not for you. But uh... No, 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 no. I guess I'm sorry. I took too many uh, connecting <laughs> words out on that. <laughs> no. Uh, so, like, I don't MMO. What are you doing in this game? So, like, I video game, oh, and it's okay. well documented I video game. So I, it's not like I don't understand why someone would play a video game. Uh, what is the draw to this MMO to like anybody out there that's just like maybe a video game adjacent or video game curious? Uh, there's a bunch of things. Uh, the main difference between MMOs and other games is character progression. You you start okay. with one main character and you 
level them up and they get better. They get more skills. You can get them better gear so that they can fight more monsters. You can go to new zones that have tougher monsters. You can fight bigger monsters. Um, this one in particular has a lot of other stuff. They have, you can catch horses and breed the horses to make better horses that have special skills. And um, you can, uh, there's a little garden you can raise stuff in to feed. Uh, then you hire workers with the food that you use to feed them and then they go out and cut down trees and bring you logs and use the logs to build more houses for workers it's a whole cycle you know but it's so it's it's got a lot of those hooks that you see in other games you know kind of that that's kind of like the old farming games thing where you, you know you, you get all your resources out collect them and then you can build up and get more resources but it also couples it with fighting monsters and casting spells and killing dragons and and you know, demons and things. Nice. And and even as a mobile game, this has enough going on. Does So I, I know people that played WoW because everyone knows somebody that's played WoW. Yeah. Uh, World of Warcraft. I don't, I can't believe I have to yeah, say no. what WoW means here. Yeah. I believe everybody here would know. Uh, but, uh, so like I would meet people and they'd be like, oh, I don't even know there's an adventure. All I do is uh, make boots. Yeah. <laughs> is, so, is there like enough going on with this like phone-based mobile MMO that like if you just want to be a farmer that there's enough in the farming game that you could if you really wanted to? I unfortunately not on the mobile. On the PC, okay. absolutely. On the PC okay. game, you could spend 60 hours a week, a full-time and more job just breeding horses or wow. just raising crops and selling them for profit so you could raise more crops or yeah, building furniture and selling it on the market or building armor for other characters who don't feel like taking the time to do it themselves or building ships because you can have okay. boats. You know, in this one, it's not as much because I guess they tried to streamline it a little because it's mobile. Okay. Um, but there's there's a lot of the little, there's essentially mini games. Um, you know, like there's a merchantry mini game where you ride around on a wagon and go to different towns and sell, you buy goods in one town and just figure out which town you have to drive to to get the most profit because the further away you drive, the more money it's worth. But yep. it, if you drive too far, you've wasted all your time and you run out of supplies and your horses get tired. So, okay. you know, but there's all these little mini games in there. But it's, there's, if you don't want to fight things, this might not be the game for you. You can, okay. there's a lot of other stuff to do besides just fighting stuff, but this one is kind of geared towards fighting is important. In the, in the PC version, there's a whole thing where if you just stop at a certain level, you can do all of the stuff you want and you're not like attacked because you're attackable by other players if you go past a certain level. Okay. So if you, if, if you aren't attackable by other players, nobody can mess with you. You just go wherever you want and fight whatever you want or collect whatever you want. You just avoid the zones with the big scary monsters. You can go everywhere else. Very cool. Very cool. So what's the name of the game again? Um, this one's called Black Desert Mobile. Um, okay. It's available on everything as far as i know like play store and android um it's it's a lot of fun it does take up a bunch of room and you probably should have a reasonably new phone but it'll tell you when you're downloaded if, you, if you're good to go very good very good very cool uh i'm gonna bet clean up on this one with our requisite it's just a show on youtube you should watch uh and it's a little thing called puppet history yes <laughs> <laughs> So uh, Puppet History is a series from Watcher Entertainment, which if you are sort of a person that has watched a lot of YouTube over the years, um, it's another group of, I don't want to say disgruntled, but former BuzzFeed folks 
that have made their own channel because BuzzFeed doesn't pay well and they're creative types. So they've moved to their next project as one does once they get the fame required to do that from BuzzFeed. Uh, and one of the folks on here, I want to see I, I, if I can get his name right. Uh, now they're showing me ads on IMDb because that's where I'm looking <laughs> for my for my puppet history. Uh, Shane, I'm not even going to say Shane's last name, but Shane is one of the folks. Uh, he worked for uh, BuzzFeed, came over to do this. And Shane apparently loves puppets. Uh, and you can see this in some of the, they have some behind the scenes things you can see, where clearly this whole concept is a labor of love. So puppet history works like this. There is a puppet called the Professor. The Professor wears like a, a little floppy, looks like a pith helmet. He's in the like Indiana Jones Professor gear where he doesn't have the whip, but everything's khaki. Uh, and yes, Rocky. Don't forget the smart glasses. He does have very smart glasses mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that he wears. Uh, and essentially what happens is, is he always has uh, Ryan Bergara on the show, who's one of the other people from Watcher, and then he has some other extra person that joins them. Normally someone with a completely different uh, group of followers that can come bring some eyes to puppet history. Uh, so it's usually, in most cases, other people they knew from BuzzFeed when they worked there who have also gone out to their own channels and have come back uh, to be a part of it. Uh, they've had one of the members of the Try Guys, I think two of the members of the Try Guys on there. They've had, um, I think one of the women that was a part of Ladylike and now is doing her thing has moved over there. Uh, so all kinds of people that are just out on the internet and are quasi-celebrities come on the show. So what happens is, is the professor tells you a story from the heavy, heavy book that is history. Uh, and often weird and strange ones. Uh, one that has recently come up, it was the season finale for season three, was the Great Molasses Flood. And essentially he tells you a story about the time Boston was flooded with molasses and people died. Uh, but he does it as a puppet with puppets. Uh, every so often in the show, it's structured sort of like a game show. So he will tell a story. Hey, uh, I, everyone loves molasses, don't they? And then usually both people involved will say, well, something bad's going to happen because we've seen the title of the show. So why don't you just get to the base? Like, no, molasses is great. Uh, why was molasses popular? And then a question will come up and each of the people will have kind of an ABCD kind of answer thing where they try to figure out where the story is going. Uh, if they know where the story's going, they get a magic jelly bean. At the end of the show, the most magic jelly beans is the winner, unless it's Ryan Bergara. He's never allowed to win. <laughs> yeah. He has never won an episode. It doesn't matter how many jelly beans he gets because the professor uses, quote, a special history algorithm. Uh, so uh, Ryan Bergara never wins. Important thing to note. But during the show, things will stop, and then even the type of puppets will change. So it will go from the professor, who's very much like a, a Muppet, a marionette fuzzy puppet, and then it will go to just like characters printed from a history book on sticks. And they will tell you some part of like Martin Luther and the, the thesis, uh, the theses being uh, bolted to the wall or whatever. Um <laughs> Because that's, that's my grasp of history, and it hasn't been covered by a puppet yet. And until a puppet covers it, I don't know how much I care. Um, <laughs> but then it will go to a clip where some part of this, as they kind of weave the entire story of this particular part of history together. Um, it's brilliant. And then the end of every show, when the professor goes to total up the scores, there's always a musical number. 
Mm-hmm. It's just amazing. Uh, this particular season, all season long, quote, the horse from the finale would show up and would tell you what a sweet ska song he's going to do at the end of the series. Uh, so every time he'd show up and go, I'm the horse from the season finale. I have a ska song that's going to blow your head apart. Wait till you get there. Uh, and then whoever it is would present their episode uh, or would present their song at the end of the episode. So it's a uh, really strange stuff. I know in one case it was like a wolf who ate four children that did the final uh, thing at the end of the show. Yeah, Santa Claus has done it. I think God did uh, one episode where he sang. Um, uh, an or that didn't kill somebody. Yeah, an or that definitely didn't kill somebody, but is totally covered in blood. Mm. <laughs> But each of these is a puppet, like is a Muppet-type puppet mm-hmm. that is doing it. So please don't think it's as gruesome as we make it sound. We're making it sound gruesome because it's so adorable. You pick the <laughs> gruesome story yeah. where everyone drowns in molasses. Yeah. But um, they're like, not, they're like not the, all like that. Yeah, the or was from an episode about the world's greatest samurai where apparently this dude just murdered everyone left, right, and center till they came after him. And at some point they came after him, he was on a boat because somebody was like, I'm the greatest samurai. Either we'll murder your family or you have to come face me. And he was like, all right. And on the way they attacked his boat, so he beat two people to death with a boat oar. <laughs> um, yeah. And that boat oar that totally never murdered anyone because apparently when he got to shore, they were like, did you murder two of my guys with a boat oar? And he's like, a boat what? And just walked on shore. Because uh, that's the way the story went. Um, <laughs> it is positively amazing. Every single thing that's been picked is some weird far corner of history that's just strange. Uh, the one that I think might have been the most common thing that I had known before the episode started was the eruption of Mount Vesuvius. But even that, they tell the story from so far, you know, 88 degrees away from center that you still are learning things while it's happening. The whole thing's done by a puppet. Everything has puppet breakdowns. Um, I will warn you if you're out there and it sounds good and you're like, Will, let me get my kid. Uh, there's a lot of adult content in it, even though it's yeah. puppets. So I'm going to warn you, especially as the guests guess things. Um, there's one episode it was about, and this is one, if you kind of, if you watch any of these like internet weird shows that sometimes talk about history, they will always talk about the one pirate queen that mm-hmm. controlled so many ships that she told China she was going to keep doing it. And China had to say, would you please stop? And she said, no, I won't. And there was nothing China could do. <laughs> um yes so the episode with that like she started with essentially like a prostitution boat uh and worked her way into becoming the pirate queen uh of the 1800s across the china coast uh so things like that like they get into that they don't get to what i would say like downright lewd uh but it's a lot of f-bombs it's a lot of dark content uh but it's so cheery they did the donner party and really got into like how the donner party worked yeah. I liked um, uh, there was an episode with a pharaoh that was a woman that was erased from history. Uh, yes. Hashepsut, I think that's yes. what it was. I believe uh, the, Hashepsut. Yes. Uh, and I had no idea about her because, you know, erased from history because woman. They, they also yeah. had an episode about the dancing plague, which sometimes you hear about. But they really like, like drilled down into it. Uh, which was kind of cool. They did one episode, I think the start of season one, if I'm looking correctly, was life during the Black Death pandemic. 
<laughs> because that's sort of what was starting as they started the show. So it's very much been made. The first couple episodes were made with everybody in the room together, and then now it's become a show where uh, it's puppet universe. It's puppet online university uh, where he's hosting mm -hmm. them. But it's really amazing. I think it has to me, and I know Rocky's watched it, so we can talk about it for a second. To me, it feels like a lot of the vibes of the Muppets. It, yes, it's it's arch, and it's campy, and it's weird. And a lot of times it's winking at the camera, but it's not guided to children. Like that's the big difference is it's more like the sex and violence, uh, Jim Henson from the stuff right before the Muppets got big and not the uh, full Disney machine Muppets. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I would say that it, it definitely, it doesn't go out of its way to be adult. It just doesn't, gear itself towards children if that makes sense yeah like just because it's puppets it's not like happy fun time yeah. but uh it's not like all right we're gonna get nasty today like it doesn't do that <laughs> <laughs> although, although sometimes he will say that as a puppet hey everybody we're gonna get nasty today uh that is sometimes how it will start <laughs> um but just really well done it's it's easy and clear to follow the game show element that's in it is a lot of fun uh, the whole way it's put together is just super brilliant. And if you're out there and you at all like puppets or history, uh, check out Puppet History. You're going to find it on YouTube. Uh, look up Puppet History or go to Watch Your Entertainment at WatchYourEntertainment.com and you'll kind of see all the stuff they have to offer. Uh, one such thing is Puppet History. So uh, Donald's not here. Uh, and, really? but Donald, Donald loves for this thing to be tied together where we all talk about something that we all uh, care about or have done together. So what we're going to do is we're going to give you just like a, a, a like a one and a half, two minute synopsis. Uh, there, an episode of the Party Gamecast dropped uh, today as we're making this. A new one will be coming out in like two weeks. And what we talk about on that is online escape rooms. Ooh. So... Uh, let's just talk for a minute about that. It's something we've all done together because we did it for the show. Mm -hmm. uh, we did an online escape room. Uh, as we talk about on our episode, you're going to get some of that episode content here. Mm -hmm. uh, if not, go to look for the Party Gamecast featuring the Party Gamecast podcast about party games and games take to parties, but it's a pandemic. So we got to find things we can all do on Zoom together. And also snacks. And also snacks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe yeah. we should do. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> we, we, we did, we, there are many kinds of, uh, escape rooms that are being sold right now. Uh, in these times I'm doing bunny quotes. You can't see it. I hope I'm conveying it through my voice in these times. Uh, and some of them are like, you yell at actors in a room and they're expensive. And then some of them are sort of like point and click video games. We did the point and click video games, uh, real quick, uh, Rocky, would you think of doing a point and click video game? as something to do with friends what, what would you tell someone that you just met about it um it integrates kind of a zoom like thing where everyone can uh have their their camera and their microphone on so you can communicate to each other through the website while you're doing this puzzle um which I found interesting. And it was a lot of like yelling or someone talking about what they're doing and no one knows what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, the puzzles were kind of neat. Some of them, you know, were a stretch. And luckily it's unlimited hints. So, and it's less shame, I think, clicking a thing that says hint rather than talking to the air saying, hey, we need help. And a voice coming on like, oh, you need help, do you? 
(laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So um, I thought it was fun. It was a way to hang out with a bunch of people and do a thing together. And how about you, Brian? What are your thoughts kind of on the, uh, the escape room as click game with friends? I think uh, Rocky hit it pretty much out of the park there, but it, it is a lot of fun. It's pretty easy. Like if you can zoom, then you can do this. Um, if you ever played Myst back in the day, it's like that, but far less frustrating, much faster <laughs> and with friends. Oh. So uh, it's really not anything like Myst because that was all frustrating. It really uh, you were alone. Yeah, it was by yourself and, and annoying. Uh, but no, it's it's a lot of fun. It's really easy. It's approachable. The puzzles aren't like they're not so easy that they're not a challenge, but they're not so scary difficult that like you can't bring pretty much anybody with you. You know, if you want to invite the cousins, do a little family thing or something, then sure. You know, uh, but no, I I really like it. It's a, it's as close as you can get to the escape room experience right now. You know, safely. So I think it's a great substitute, and it's a it's an interesting thing that probably no one would have thought to do over the internet until forced to and i think we're better for it yeah i think a lot of stuff has gone that way there's a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. we've been forced to do uh because of these times uh that i hope sticks around a a lot of this stuff that's going to like i really hope some of this stuff uh stays so if nothing else that we can play games with people that are far distances away from us Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. definitely so uh there you go uh we talked about 11 foot 8 plus 8 we talked about brian remind me the name of it again Black Desert Mobile. Black Desert. I knew Desert and Mobile. I couldn't remember what the first word was. Black Desert Mobile. I talked to you about uh, puppet history. We let you know a little bit. Now, don't forget on Inverse Genius, uh, there are other programs that may get more in-depth on things like this. There's the Escape Room Divas. They probably talk a lot more uh, about these escape rooms than we're covering here. Or than we're going to cover on our show, the Party Gamecast, featuring the Party Gamecast, a podcast about party games and games take to parties. Uh, You can find us at Party Gamecast. Uh, just about any place that you're looking. Uh, Rocky, is there any yes. information you want to give the the the, the purples? The purples? How they can find you out on the wilds of the internet. Is there anything you'd like to let them know? No is also an appropriate answer. <laughs> I am on Twitter at Rocky Chica, R-O-C-K-I-C-H-I-C-A. Uh, feel free to add me because no one adds me. <laughs> <laughs> how about you, Brian? Same question. Where can they find you? Uh, they can't is also a fine answer. I mean, they can. I have a Twitter. It's Brian Beemore, uh, B-R-Y-I-N-B-M-O-R-E. It's not the most exciting, but if you want to give me a follow, I'm, I'll be happy for it. Uh, mostly just follow the Party Gamecast, and if I do anything interesting, that'll go through there. Very good. And then once again, if you want to find the show and all the great things we do at Inverse Genius uh, in most places, or go to InverseGenius.com, uh, look for On Board Games. That's certainly a show. Uh, that that some people listen to. You should probably check that out. Uh, once again, we'll be back to you in two weeks uh, where we talk about more things that excite us and entertain us. Uh, between now and then, uh, stay safe, stay sane. Thank you so much for listening. And there we go. It was this show. We made a show. This was a show that we made. It's a show. That's it for this episode of the Inverse Genius Podcast. The Inverse Genius Podcast is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 3.0 License. Thank you.